0: Good morning everybody, Saturday morning, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak, for Novak um, Minutes every morning, just going to add Mark into the call. On Facebook as well, we're live on Facebook, we're live on Insta. Viewers, let's see what that does, go live with Mark Novak. Mark, how are you? On it, you're live on Facebook. You're tuning into Insta now as well.
1: Well, wow. yeah, mm.
0: we've up the ante. Good morning, Amal. Peter, how are you? Um, this morning, we're going to be talking hey guys. about
1: <clears throat> special. <wine>. Mo- it's, <laughs> it's a special morning this morning. I listened to Run DMC in the bathroom. And my, when I told Michael before, he asked me, who are they? Who run DMCs? <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Um, it's my generation. Yeah, good morning, world. And so, yeah, it's your generation. So, Michael, um, we're talking about uh, is buying land a bad idea? Is buying land a good idea on the northern beaches? What do you reckon?
0: I think buying land is a great opportunity, especially where you always hear a lot of buyers, they're going from home to home and they just can't find what they're looking for or what ticks all the boxes for the family. So buying it and building exactly what you want is a great idea. But there's a a couple of things to look out for when buying land, especially in new developments or knockdown and rebuilds. Um, And I think the big sort of, where a lot of people can get caught with the cost is the land works, the civil works, um, where you can sometimes have a new development where the developers done all the land works and civil works. So you can get those project home builders straight in and they can just whip up the home pretty quickly at the price that you see advertised. But like, for example, on your Beacon Hill mark or like a knockdown rebuild, what are some of the hurdles that you can
1: have there? Uh, you can't build on the block. Yeah. So some sometimes there's there's just these massive complications. I'll use a couple of examples. Um, Pinta Place we sold recently, uh, about four weeks ago, sixteen weeks ago, not that recent. Um, and it was a, It was a block of land that was never built on, and it was in a flood zone. Um, it freaked out a lot of people because council said that if you're building there you have to build above a certain height uh off the ground. And uh freaked out a lot of buyers. Anyway, the land sold for sort of about I think it was around eight ninety five. Um the purchaser's probably gonna spend about five hundred grand and I reckon the house is gonna be worth around two million bucks. Mm. So there's there's a there's money in it straight away. There's a direct injection in it straight away. But it just takes that sort of knowledge
0: and planning to look out because if you didn't know about the flood zone or a hurdle that or something like that, and you're budgeting for because if you look at some of the project homes like Metricon, Icon Homes, Clarendon Rawson, you just see the really appealing price and say four hundred thousand to build a home. So if you're buying that land for nine hundred, yep. you add uh, four hundred grand, so you're like. Well, my budget's one three to buy a home. I can buy the land and build it for one three. But then something like the flood zone comes up or there's extra landworks, it can really throw out your cost twenty, forty, a hundred thousand hey, dollars.
1: Look, it can be big. I think you've got to make sure you've got a really good buffer in there in case it does blow out. So that's the nice thing that these blocks of land, when they sell, there's normally a good couple of hundred grand, three, four hundred grand profit in it. So there's a little bit of a buffer there. If you nail it, you won't need the buffer. If you don't nail it, well, hey, there's the buffer. So that's a, I think when you're buying a block of land, you've got to be, some people will buy a block of land um, or they'll buy an old house on a block and they'll actually be left with the same amount of money um, than, they'll be left with no profit. So they'll they'll spend 1.3 on on on, um, on buying the old house, they'll spend 700, 700 on the house and then the place is worth $2 million, but they spend $2 million. I think that's really dumb. So with buying these blocks of land, you just want to make sure there's a, you've got to factor in a really good buffer or a really good profit. Even if you don't want a profit, you don't want to do something that's unaccompanied. Yeah, and
0: overcapitalized because you never know what would happen in the scenario where we've seen it many times yeah. where – They've built it for the family home. They, get, they feel like they're never going to leave it. They um, spend an extra million dollars on it because they want gold taps and full brick and then something happens and then they go to sell it and they just can't recoup that money. But one thing I'll say when people are looking at land and then a, a, knockdown, well, a knockdown, just because there's a house there now, it doesn't mean you can just knock it down and just simply build another one because the soil and the land works may not be suitable for a new home to go on it. So a lot of people I know when we're selling land or um, a new development, they're like, well, I can just buy that knockdown for X amount of dollars. And it's like, yes, but the land works haven't been done. So that's when the cost can really blow out.
1: Look, a real-life example is the older houses, the government, the council didn't make you do... Um, have to look at... Um, consider stormwater so with the drain so in your roof on your old property whatever water fell onto that roof they let in the old days it was and that and it it was still legal now because it was done in the olden days um it basically would just be able to dissipate onto the ground the law is now that you that anything from your roof you must catch and anything from your roof you must plug in to storm water and storm water will then will then go out to the to the street. Now, stormwater, if you're on the high side of a street and you're buying land, you're actually allowed to tap your stormwater, believe it or not, straight into your gutters in the street. If you're if you're on the low side of a street, gravity isn't your mm. friend. So you actually have to get an easement on the neighbour's land behind you, permission on the neighbour's land behind you to go straight down the side of their block with with your pipe, sending out your stormwater. So stormwater when you're buying land can really be an issue.
0: Understand. And also when you look at, say, a knockdown rebuild, where they, there may be new setbacks that have been implemented since that house was built. So that's another one to look for as well that just because that um, that structure or envelope that the current house is on doesn't mean you can do the same. It may be less, it may be more, but that's another factor to look for as well. And not to mention um, just the funding for land. It's a lot more difficult than
1: when you're trying to buy a house. That's a big one. That's a huge one. That's a whopper. Like you
0: may have the funds to buy a house for 1.3, but if you're doing land and construction, you may only be able to do 1 million because – at least when you're getting vows or the bank lending, when they see a knockdown, they still look at it like it's habitable, where with land, there's no income. You have to live somewhere. So they really look at um, your repayments on the land and then they're like, where are you going to live? Because you have to live somewhere because you can't live in the land.
1: That's almost double the financial strain. If you consider that you're going to be dumping 30 grand into rent, 40 grand into rent, and if you consider your banks are going to be mongering, and if you consider you also have to manage your repayments when you're um, of a vacant property, and you also have to manage your repayments of the build cost, um, it, and then the third thing, just this, the mere fact of assess the way that the assessment on that on that, um, I think you've got to be really careful. You've got to have a really good cash yeah. flow to um to be buying a block buying a block of land. So often, um. That's why guys, anyone who's watching, pass this to friend or family, um, we sell the most amount of blocks of land on the northern beaches um, at Novak. So we're well positioned to sort of tell you what we're seeing out there in the marketplace. Um, You know, you've got to have really good cash flow to get this sort of loan. Yeah, 100%.
0: eh? Most of the people we see buying the land, they're almost buying the land outright um, or at least a a large portion of it cash to give them that, just to take a bit of that pressure off, uh, Luke's asked how a first home buyer, how's the first home buyer market going? What do you reckon, Mark? Are you seeing many out there? they back in full flare. You don't really see many first home
1: buyers doing the land and build, do you? Yeah, I think with the first home buyer stuff on land, I understand it's, it's a little bit of a twist on, the, on what, I've been, what, what you're asking, Luke, but just firstly on the land with first home buyers, with first home buyers, you can buy land only with, um, or, or Sorry, with land, you can buy land only or with land, you can buy house and land package. Mm. So the benefit with first home buyers buying a house and land package is the day they start the mortgage repayments on the property is the day that they can move into the property or the day they can generate an income from renting out the property. Because don't forget, first home buyers are allowed to rent out their properties. Um, as long as they move in within twelve months, um, so I think for first home buyers, you got. They, I think they're going to really find it tough without a monster deposit for land, yeah. and I think first home buyers are going to have to buy house and land packages, which are on offer, townhouses and stuff like that, or houses. Um, but what we so, what are you seeing out there with first home buyers? It's funny. I I don't reckon. Look, they're, 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 they are there consistently, but I wouldn't say they're out there in
0: force. Yeah, it's still the investors and um, probably your downsizes or upsizing, especially when it comes to land. Most of the buyers, they bought 10 years ago. They got a huge amount of equity. They're selling for a good chunk of profit, and then they're just dumping it into the home or into the land. All the downsizes, they've sold for a couple million, yes. and they're doing the, the build and land for about half that, and they pocket the rest, really.
1: Yep. so I think you know the first home buyers are, and look thank God for the first home buyers it's it's just such a I think the government takes it very very seriously mm. that it's a really good um, it's a really good way to teach first home buyers to property ownership and compulsory saving. I think it's very healthy for our economy to get pe to get first home, but help first home buyers as much as we get into their home because we're forcing really good habits. Probably sounds awful, but it's a bit like the cigarette companies and a bit like the alcohol companies. They 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 go for that sixteen-year-old market um, in order and twenty-year-old market in order to train habits on alcohol, and then you'll maintain that habit. Drinking Foster's beer, drinking. Uh, Jim Beam, um, going back to, you know, the, the, the when I was, um, uh, you know, in, in the sort of 90s, um, that's what they trained people to do. And even with cigarette companies, they were targeting that, that young market. Coca-Cola definitely yeah. does that. Um, Coca-Cola is always attracting that, that. They're not attracting the retiree market. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're attracting that young market. So I think first home buyer market's critical for our, um, our economy. Um, but back to land. Yeah, so...
0: In summary, with the land, it's make sure you've got big cash flow, big deposit, and also just the probably the key factor to look for when buying land is make sure there's no extra cost associated with the land, as in the civil works, levelling it, um, the, uh, the stormwater, uh, flood zone. I think they're probably the key points when looking to buy land because you see all the, the home builders, they've got these great attractive prices to do the home, but there's a lot of costs on top of that as well that could come up and some don't.
1: I think also guys ask real estate agents, um, ask builders. These guys are giving out free advice. It's free. Um, so when you ask a competing real estate agent and more, more than welcome to with blocks that we're selling, you're going to get, you're going to get um, the, you're going to get obviously a level of anti um, of, of fake news and real news, and you got to sort out between it because obviously the agents are motivated to sell you one of their yeah. properties, but they're almost going to be a little bit, a little bit sort of conservative, not bitchy, but they're going to, Well, yeah, yeah they're, going, they're going to point out all the negatives and all the positives. We're going to be always, as a selling agent, we're only going to point out the positives. Uh, that's our job, but when you're talking to competing real estate agents, asking them about the land that uh, Novak's selling in Worrywood, the competing agents are always going to give you the negatives mm. as well as the positives. So it's really interesting. And that's free advice, guys. So you can go out there and get and get free advice just by talking to agents. Vel Denelevic <laughs> is um, a, celebrity, um, a celebrity stalker buyer um, that's watching at the moment. just like everyone to say hello <laughs> to Vel. G'day, Vel. Vel. Um, actually made... Vel's looked at the most amount of properties at Novak over the last 17 years and not bought. Um, but he's also been in, in a very friendly way. So he's, um, what, what would you call one of the, uh, some, a, a purchaser like Vel, Michael? Oh,
0: he's great for the opinion of the buyer, isn't he? He's one of the buyers you'd bring, bring through and yeah. say, what's your view? Because he, he knows everything on the market, he's seen everything, so he's sharp. He knows exactly what's going
1: on, and he controls he controls the he controls the Indian (laughs) market as well, Um, Vel. Because he's Vel's a bread delivery guy, and he has a lot of Indian Mm. connections. Um, So watch out for Vel on the northern beaches. If you're looking to corner the China market, you don't go to Vel. If you're looking to corner the India market, you go to Vel. I think
0: another thing, and he'll and he'll
1: have (laughs) when um when
0: buying land is. Get the plans of the house that you're looking to build there and then go take it to another agent. Take it to the agent selling going, what would this be worth if it was built and completed? And that can give you a really good guide of if you go ahead with it, you may, um, yeah, if there's a bit of a buffer, you may go up on the appliances, you may put a bit more into the home. It just gives you a good um, idea of where you can be.
1: That's awesome. A good piece yeah. on land. Uh, I hope hope that help If you've got any friends or friends that are looking at buying land, um, please share this content with them. Hope we helped you guys out there. Uh, Michael, anything to add before no, we that's close perfect. up? perfect. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Great. Cheers, guys. See, have a great day. Have a great Bye. Saturday.